0: Grant Smith writes, First off, I thought the trip was amazing. I met so many new people, and learned so much about two new cultures. Outside of meeting these great people, I think one of the highlights of my trip was the ability to see a live and active volcano. It was completely mesmerizing. The zip lining tour was also really fun. This was the first trip out of the country, and I enjoyed it so much that I can't wait to travel again. The stark differences between the United States and Costa Rica and Nicaragua really opened my eyes and made me come to appreciate simple things like air conditioning. But it also displayed a level of happiness by the people that despite the fact they had nothing in some cases, they were content and happy with their place in life. So Grant Smith is a participant that has been on two of our trips. He went with us to Costa Rica, Nicaragua in 2016 and he also went with us to Dubai last year in 2019. And Grant uh, was a community member that heard about the opportunity to travel with Wake Tech through his friend uh, who was a student, Chris Riccardi. And uh, Grant is a really nice guy that has gone on Uh, to get his master's degree at the University of Miami and he spent time in China and he did some consulting work in El Salvador and Honduras and Grant really attributes the uh, direction of his career and travel to that first trip with us to Costa Rica and Nicaragua so we're gonna get Grant on the line here and talk to him a little bit about his experiences and travel what he's up to and Um, if you hold on, we'll get him right on. All right. I think I got Grant on the line. Is Grant there?
1: Grant's here. How about you? Can
0: you hear me? I can hear you. Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, I can't complain. Um, as I've told the other, uh, interviewers on this podcast, uh, this overall pandemic really stinks.
1: Yeah, it really, it really stinks a lot. It's really hampering the, the travel thought process as a whole.
0: It really is. Um, um, you know, every day it's just unbelievable. But I guess, uh, you know, if things will change and we'll get a vaccine and move on, get on another plane and go somewhere. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan to me.
1: Let me know when you're ready and I'll happily <laughs> travel with you
0: So a couple things I want to talk to you about. The two trips that you went with me on and then some of your independent travel to China and El Salvador and uh, Honduras, um, those two countries I've never been to. Um, But I just want to kind of ask you a few questions about like what did you think of that Costa Rica trip? That was the first trip that you did with us, correct?
1: Yeah, that was actually... The, uh, the Nicaragua and Costa Rica trip, that was the first trip I ever took out of the country in general.
0: Oh, really? So, okay, yeah. so the El Salvador and Honduras came after that.
1: hmm okay. That actually came from my when I was at my master's program at the University of Miami.
0: Got it. Um, but, actually, funnily, kind of funny,
1: um, the Nicaragua-Costa Rica trip was actually what kind of got me out of my shell with with travel as a whole, made me a lot more comfortable to travel, and it was really enjoyable, but it also kind of directed me towards what I actually got my master's in, because initially I was only looking at an MBA, um, and I really wasn't going anywhere outside of that range, Um, but then, you know, I got offered master's of international business, and I love the traveling, and I love the whole idea of travel and going to other places and other countries and cultures and all of that.
0: Yeah. That I got a master's in it. Wow. Some inspiration from that trip, huh? Yeah, pretty much. What was your favorite activity on that Costa Rica trip? Uh, I really just enjoyed
1: kind of getting into the whole country as a whole. I wouldn't say necessarily a specific activity, okay. but for me, like specifically Nicaragua, because I actually found Nicaragua to be more enjoyable yeah. than Costa Rica in some sense, um, because I was we were kind of able to go as, both as a group and as individual groups that kind of formed in there, um, we were able to kind of walk around the, just the country, or where we were located, everything which is a
0: completely new experience to me yeah. but I was also you know I could walk into
1: a grocery store and be like okay everything is dirt cheap or not dirt cheap depending on where you're going Um, and just like the whole ingrained not ingrained but like whole being in the
0: country was just a great experience how did you feel about that zip lining did you have any fear like I did
1: Oh, I did the uh, the zip lining upside down with no hands. What are you talking about? It was scary.
0: Oh, that's right. A bunch of you did. You were one. You were one of them, weren't you? I was one of them. Uh, me and Jimmy, when we went to uh, uh, Dubai, and we outside of the separate group on the second trip, outside after you guys had already left, we yeah. went zip lining on the longest zip line in the world. Wow. So yeah, that you, didn't... we weren't going to do that. We did that one with no hands
1: because that was. Uh, where they attach you on the back and we went about a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. That one, you wouldn't, that
0: one, you don't want to let go on that one. Yeah. Well, I know that your friend Chris uh, and I on that Costa Rica trip on the zip line, we were, um, let's just say panicked. Yeah, panicked the, would be a the nice only way to frame that. The only one that probably showed more fear than me was Chris. Chris, but uh, he's
1: my one of my best friends. But
0: well, he—I
1: love to give him a ton of jokes, but I won't be on the joke about him. <laughs> he, was, he was truly there.
0: Well, he pushed himself through it, so you got to give him that.
1: Yes, he did. He definitely went. And he did. He overcome that fear, and he did it. Yeah. But you know, in his defense, that was a rather old. one. Like,
0: yeah, that's why I was concerned. But we all made it successfully, and everybody had fun, so I'm glad I did it. So Yeah, if, I'm glad we did it as well. So tell me a little bit about El Salvador and Honduras. Um, I've not been there. I really want to go to San Salvador, and I want to just go somewhere in Honduras to say I've been there. I've heard both sides of the story, how beautiful parts of the country are, and I know there are some concerning places how was your experience
1: so my experience probably falls a little bit in both lines uh, so a little background about that trip when we were initially looking to go it was as a consulting opportunity with Millicom which is basically Sprint over there um, in that trip they said hey we want you to come to El Salvador and Honduras, as well as Costa Rica I went to place. Um, and we see their whole product line, everything in the country. Well, when we were initially looking at that we got a warning, because again this was through University of Miami, so we were getting updates and stuff and they kind of informed us and said, hey, if you go to these countries, the United States, and you get hurt, caught, whatever, the United States will not come get you.
0: Right.
1: So that kind of a little bit of a warning flag on us. Well, we informed that to Mellicom, so we kind of got a little bit of a VIP experience, so to speak. So we landed in San Sel- Salvador, and the country was beautiful. And honestly, it's I'll probably never have this experience ever again, because as soon as we got off the plane, and we there was two, yeah, there was two black caravans, like what you would think of, like with the president, you know, how like you see, see him in these black caravans with guards. Right. It was that exactly. Wow. And the guards were holding guns. Wow. So it was very interesting experience, and we were always accompanied at all times, um, right up until we got to the hotel, because where we were staying in the hotel was where it was a hotel for visiting dignitaries. Hmm. So it was all kind of like enclosed in a uh, kind of like a gated community. Almost.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so we could walk around in there,
0: yeah.
1: but anywhere outside of it, we were a hundred percent covered with people. Okay. So maybe it's not necessarily a true experience, right. but at the same time, you know, I was able to a hundred percent see what San Salvador yeah. everything was. It was very poor. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. The country is beautiful. Um, I actually made a friend with one of the regional managers over there uh, who lived there. And we walked around and he's, we walked around and we went to a club that people from UM do not need to know. Um, And we went to a club and I actually went to see like local areas of El Salvador. Most of my team were not able to do that. But so me and him, we we went to a bar and
0: just, you know, did normal things. Um, and it, it was a great experience yeah the people were very nice how about, how about Honduras this was in 2017 but how, how about Honduras yeah. same thing
1: Honduras was pretty much exactly the same um, because both of those countries were travel warnings um, think, I think I don't know how many people on this podcast might know that but think colonial era in terms of how the buildings kind of look yeah very colonial esque, and the people are very nice. They have, you know, twenty um, first century clothing and all that, but the buildings are very colonial mm-hmm. type style. Um, we went to a bar there, um, me and my group, and it was very tight enclosed. It was no air conditioning, yeah. um, but. It was still very nice, nonetheless, because of the breeze that was just kind of going in and out
0: through the the towns. Right. Okay. So you did, and then you did go back to Costa Rica. Did you go to the capital? So
1: we went to the coast, we went to Costa Rica. I honestly, for the life of me, cannot remember that second trip because for the most part, we went from hotel, we worked all day, went out somewhere on a local, uh, somewhere in the local area and then we went and did more work that one I much preferred the first
0: trip with you on Costa Rica so I was able to actually go out and explore the country yeah.
1: whereas the second trip it was
0: just more work Okay. well yeah travel for fun and group travel blows away having to travel for business but uh, you got to experience both and then you were in China for how long
1: I was in China for about three weeks I went to Beijing, Xi'an, and Shanghai.
0: And this was part of your master's?
1: Yes. So this was required in order for me to graduate for uh, my master's
0: in international business. It what, was either China or Brazil. What did you What did you take away or what do you like most about China? Oh, I love China.
1: Um, to be honest with you, I would love to go back and work there one day. Yeah. Barring.
0: Well, China's a lot, China, China right now is a lot safer than here.
1: Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, It was actually kind of funny because, like, so we were required to go out and get all of our visas, everything else. UN didn't help us with this at all. It was just, we had to do it. They recommended places, but for the most part, it was on us. And oddly enough, everybody in my class got six-month visas, except for me. I got a 10-year visa. Wow. Didn't apply for anything separate. So, I can go back whenever you want. That's great. Yeah, exactly.
0: Alright. Um, so, did when you... When ch- I was in
1: China, I actually kind of preferred Beijing. Um, but I also really enjoyed Shanghai.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Xi'an was a good country to visit when you're first going to China because it's still a population of like 10 million people.
0: Right. But...
1: Which is, you know, small to China. Right. I think Miami's the size of like eight million. It mm-hmm. gives you an idea to, for scale, but it's still a lot more lax than Shanghai and Beijing, which are typical travel destinations for most people. Um, so you're able to go in and you're actually kind of see more daily life of what a Chinese citizen would go through. Yeah. treated you really well. Um, Honestly, they treated you like a king. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, Because for the most part, and we had a Chinese professor at the time, so he kind of explained it a little bit. Some people will tend to get taken pictures with because most Chinese people never see them, ever. Because most people will come from villages and... They come to the big city, they never see uh, an African-American or a a a tall white guy, even though Beijing tends to have more taller people than you might think. Um, But I can't tell you how many times during the trip to the Forbidden Palace and the Great Wall that we had to actually stop and take pictures like celebrities.
0: Yeah, no, I've I've been on multiple trips where our our group members had been stopped Especially in Poland, for some reason, and they just want—they just wanted pictures and real friendly. And you know, some offered to pay with some of our participants for pictures with them. So yeah,
1: and I was told from my professor that those people will take that picture, frame it, and put it in their house. Yeah. And when other people come over to visit them, they'll say, "Hey, this is some famous American
0: uh, <laughs> from the U.S." I was like, okay. "That's crazy." All right, so a uh, couple years? Well, no, just a year ago, from March, you were one of the participants on that phenomenal Dubai trip. Favorite part of the favorite part of the trip for you was what? Say that last part again. What was your favorite part of that trip? Uh, I don't
1: know. That's really difficult um, because there's so many.
0: Well, that, I liked about that you you did skiing, um, you did zip lining, you did the top of the Burj Khalif. Uh, you know, yes. you, you did uh, the the uh, desert safari, uh, the 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 party in the the desert at night. I mean, we did it all. The Falcon tour. Uh, there really is no thing that I can even say that I enjoyed the most.
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed a lot of almost all of that. I mean, I think probably if I had to choose probably either between the desert ride where the part where we almost flipped. Cause that was, that's great. Um, even though those, that car was specific, specifically set up to handle flips. Yeah. But the whole experience of, Oh my
0: gosh, we're about to flip. <laughs> and weren't, and weren't you, weren't you somewhat, somewhat sick?
1: No, I wasn't sick. Uh, Somebody
0: else in the car. Yeah. Was. <laughs> okay. Um. No, that was the other car. That was the other car oh, okay. that got lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Where'd they go? We could, It took like a half hour to find them in the desert sand. Oh. Yeah, because nice. our guy was getting way
1: yeah. into it with his music and yeah. everything,
0: and then all of a sudden we looked behind us and we're like, "Oh, car's gone." <laughs> <laughs> um. I thought that elevator ride to the top of the Burj Khalif was interesting. The I got a video. Uh, the number of floors just flipping by, and you can't even count as fast as we were flying up floors.
1: No, you can't tell at all. Um, To be honest with you, I actually wasn't... That didn't really, you know, surprise me that much, I guess is the way to put it. I wasn't as, like, astounded by that. And maybe partially because... So when I was in China, um, in Shanghai there's an option to go off the second tallest building in Shanghai yeah. and you hang over the end. Yeah. So I did that. Okay. So it, it it's kind of like you literally go off the edge of the building. Yeah. So it's like I'm looking at the floors and I'm like, okay, cool, this is awesome. But It was a great view, you know. And oh, yeah. that was, I think, more important than just necessarily the elevator ride. But for me, the elevator ride was just, you know, an
0: elevator ride. Remember, remember the guy from Saudi, how nice he was? Yeah. Uh he You're just came up Saudi came out of nowhere. Yeah, he had a baseball cap on and a T shirt and he kept asking us where we're from and then he said he's from Saudi and he went pictures and just a great guy. What a personality. So um well Yeah, you meet a lot of people out there that's you, a great experience. You really do. So what would you uh what would you say uh well you already told me at the beginning that really that trip out of the country for the first time was kind of the springboard uh, for your love of travel and getting your master's in international business. Yeah, it really was. Because That's had it not
1: been for that first trip, I would have never gone to China. I would have never gone to El Salvador Honduras. Honduras. Uh, I probably would have never gone to Dubai, even though I've heard how great Dubai is, but Dubai is also, if you take the negative side of it, it's in the Middle East. Yeah. And in the U.S., you, the Middle East has a, horrible reputation which in some areas it's just a bug. But, you know, in Dubai it's not. Come to find out, which I had no idea this was the case, but
0: Dubai is Las Vegas for the Middle East. It really well, no, that that's actually Bachrain. Um and oh yeah, Dubai Bahrain is really with the casinos and everything, Dubai's very conservative comparatively. Now you go to Qatar and Dubai is like the Las Vegas but you know most of the Middle East from Jordan to Qatar to the UAE to where I want to go is Oman which is really the number one place for tourism Um, most of the Middle East is not only safe but really an experience to go on a vacation so yeah, you're right. There are some places well justified that I wouldn't go, but most of the Middle East is open for business once this virus is gone. So, anyways. Yeah. And um, and I would have never even thought of that no. had it not been for,
1: you know, that first trip that kind of stimulated my appetite, so to speak. Well, that's great. I mean, now, if I ever get the chance to, to my thought process is when I
0: take vacation from work, I'll go for a week somewhere. Yeah. Not in the U.S., but yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I met great friends between yeah. you and I met Jimmy, and I've actually
1: become very good friends with Jimmy. And it was all because I met Jimmy on that first uh, uh, trip that we went on.
0: Yeah, seems like you seems like you guys have been best friends for fifty years. Yeah, right. It wasn't that long yeah, ago. We were basically the the roommates in Dubai, and we were the ringleaders for that whole Dubai trip, doing yeah. all the fun stuff. Yeah. Well, Grant, I appreciate your time. It was great talking to you. Um, I'm, you're local, so we'll definitely get together once uh, this pandemic eases up. And in the meantime, um, you know, keep thinking about where you're going to travel next, and we may see you on another trip uh, with Exploric at some point. Um, but again, yes, th- most definitely. Thanks for uh, joining. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I
1: really appreciate you having me on the podcast. I. Really look forward to upcoming trips. It's gotten a lot more difficult with work and everything because I'm full-time now. But one of these days, I am going to find another chance to go on a third trip. I'll play it somewhere cool. I'm thinking somewhere in Europe because I know that in Europe. I've only ever traveled to it.
0: Okay. We'll keep you updated.
1: Cool. Have a good one, everybody.
0: Take care, Grant. Thanks. You've been listening to Grant Smith who uh, once again proves that travel can motivate you not only to travel more but can give you the direction of what you want to do and in Grant's case international business Uh, he got his master's degree he did uh, time in China and consulting work in two other countries in Central America so uh, another living example of how powerful traveling on these student trips can be. You've been listening to Let's Talk Wake Tech Travel. I'm your host, Jeff Myers, and we'll look for you on another episode.